Hello, everyone. Welcome to China Money Podcast. I'm your host Nina Xiang. Our guest today is Hao Jingfang, a research director at the China Development Research Foundation, a think tank initiated by the Development Research Center of the State Council. Miss Hao is also a science fiction writer who won the Hugo Award for Best Novelette for Folding Beijing in 2016, becoming the first female writer in Asia to receive the award. Hao holds PhD and other degrees from Tsinghua University in both physics and economics. She is one of the authors of a report published by China Development Research Foundation and Sequoia Capital that analyzed the labor force impact from China's aggressive push for automation and AI technology adoption. The report documented examples of how Chinese companies and governments are rapidly ramping up automation efforts. Dongguan, a small city in coastal Guangdong Province, has cut 250,000 jobs, or around 5% of the city's registered labor force, during a three-year robot for humans campaign. The city government spent RMB 200 million each year to finance companies to upgrade automation equipment. A company in Hangzhou has cut the number of workers to 11 to 13 per. Production line from 200 to 300 per production line 10 years ago. Another kitchen appliances maker in Hangzhou received government subsidies equaling 5% of the costs to upgrade its production lines. Now the factory is able to cut labor force by over one third from three years ago, and is aiming to achieve fully automated productions in 10 years. Shenzhen government is spending. RMB 500 million to support robotics, wearables, and smart equipment sectors locally each year. Hao spoke to me during an interview on the sidelines of the annual meeting of the new champions held by the World Economic Forum in Tianjin last month. Here is our conversation. But also remember to go to ChinaMoneyNetwork.com to read a full article of the interview. Also, please give us a ranking and a review on iTunes or any other places you get your podcast. That would help us a lot, and we would be much appreciated. Thank you, everyone, so much. And here is an interview. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Miss Hao. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Hi. Nice to talk to you. You have written books,、um, scientific books,、um, sci-fi books. Sorry, on China's future, and、um, you have close observation of Chinese technology. What's your overall view of how the Chinese technology sector has grown and developed? Uh, the Chinese technological sector has grown quite fast.、Uh, it has advantages of a large market and close relationship to the customers. So there are a lot of improvement in the technological applications. And、uh, whenever there is a, a technological breakthrough, a new product, it's easy easy for the、uh, company to just、uh, have a big market and gain advantages.、Um, however, there are Some uh, uh, there are some、uh, fallbacks of the、uh, Chinese technological sector.、Uh, the one main problem is the lack of basic research.、Uh, the investment in basic research in China is、uh, comparatively low uh, um, uh, comparing to the. 
developed countries. So that makes uh, Chinese technological development um, quite uh, sourceless. So um, uh, a lot of companies, they um, borrow or buy, purchase uh, basic um, uh, knowledge and technology from other outside China, from foreign countries, and then they made applications uh, to the market here in China. Uh, however, this kind of path uh, might be more and more difficult to go in the future uh, because of some uh, trade wars and frictions in the world. Uh, so I think it requires China devote more resources uh, and uh, human capital into the basic research. So what you just described is a consensus that China lacks fundamental and core technology research and development. And why do you think is um, why? What do you think is the root cause for this? And do you think it's going to change in the future? Um, perhaps the main reason is that China developed too fast in the past 40 years. So uh, there's not enough time to give to fundamental research, basic research, because all of those fundamental research requires a long time and a lot of human resources to do it. Perhaps the largest uh, uh, breakthrough need the longest time. Uh, so in the future, when the uh, economic growth uh, rate slow down to the normal level, perhaps uh, three or four percent a year, and then people are more patient to invest in these kinds of uh, uh, things, and the uh, uh, government uh, the state, I think, will pay more attention to the fundamental research in the future and. Uh, for for these kind of research, um, despite um, except for the advantages on economics uh, at the at this moment, they can train young students, they can train young scientists, and these people can uh, have more uh, give more energy to the e economy, and that's a long term thing. So I think when we look at uh, the fundamental research, we have to uh, have a perspective of at least 50 years. Are you optimistic that China will be able to make this shift? I think Chinese people are smart enough to do this. Uh, there are a lot of uh, smart students here in China, and smart scientists. So the, uh, the main problem is whether we have the mechanisms to promote this. So uh, uh, I, I do, I'm uh, optimistic that China has the potential. Uh, but if the market environment is not so good, the academic environment is not so good, the the, um, uh, the resource allocation is not effective enough, uh, then perhaps that won't happen. Uh, so I think that uh, we have to uh, make the mechanisms more uh, promote uh, to to promote more of those fundamental research. Um, we have actually done. Um, a research and study on the Chinese AI companies, and what we discover is uh, a pervasive short-term um, mindset and also um, very strong uh, pragmatism 
uh, among the companies because they're really concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow and they're concerned about their survival. And when you look at the academics sphere, you can also see how uh, universities and pro professors also focus on the type of you know patents they can uh, um, uh, apply and successfully obtain, and also the number of research papers they can publish. So this is quite uh, pervasive among Chinese society, among the research community, and among the startups. Do you think this kind of mindset or this kind of um, uh, um, atmosphere will change? Uh, I think the reason that a lot of companies are just too short-sighted is because uh, in the past uh, there are a lot of opportunities for those companies to make quick money for a lot of uh, former companies getting success uh, with some just small little uh, technological improvements but make a large amount of money. So these kind of examples uh, set the man's side for the uh, later companies. They just hope to copy these uh, quick paths. So no, uh, perhaps they are n there's no patience in these companies to make for some bigger things. And also the investors, they hope to just uh, copy the fast suc successful model. So they are not patient enough to do longer term investment. That makes these uh, startups uh, um, more fearful of uh, failure and they do not have enough of time and resources to do experiment and also in the universities I, I think now in the universities there's no trust for the professors the professors need to publish two or three papers a year to improve uh, to prove their themselves or they will lose their jobs. But for fundamental researchers, for those really, really important and big discoveries, they do need free time. Maybe for one experiment, it takes five years to do the experiment, another five years to publish the result. Uh, but it's really important. Uh, but now in China, uh, in this kind of uh, atmosphere, I don't think that can happen. So I, I do hope that uh, the rules, uh, the management uh, can change in the academic field in China. Now let's talk about the report that you actually just published about how artificial intelligence and human resources, um, how they interact and how they influence and impact each other. What are the key findings? I think that uh, we... Uh on, on overall, we are optimistic of the jobs that artificial intelligence would create. It will uh, uh, eliminate some of those jobs, but it will create more. However, I think there is a big gap of the educational and training systems now, and the educational system uh, we require in the future, because now the education systems uh, can only serve the industrialized the factories and industrialized the companies, but in the future, when the, it is enters the uh, technological, uh, when it enters the knowledge society, the creative society, the uh, organizations there are different, the uh, works uh, are different, and they and that requires more of those uh, knowledge, more of the creativities, and uh, also other a lot of uh, soft skills in the future. But these all these education and trainings are lack in the 
uh, current uh, education and training system, and there are a lot of uh, low education uh, migrant workers now in, ch in the factories in China, and these people are easy to be replaced and uh, hard to find other jobs. So I think that um, uh, to get a better future, uh, they it requires some revolution in the educational system. What are some really interesting data or statistics you were able to uh, discover or generate for the report? Uh, we, uh, we just estimate different sectors. Um, Actually, the results are different among sectors. Uh, in in the sector of uh, internet uh, commerce, I think the more new jobs can come out with the development of big data and artificial intelligence. So it's not worryable. However, in the ma uh, manufacturing side, we really get into a lot of companies. So we visit the uh, workshops without automatic workshops without workers and we found that um, uh, perhaps the two-thirds or at least two-thirds of the workers in a lot of manufacturing factories will be replaced in uh, several years from now so maybe in five years the workers in, in some areas the workers number uh, will decrease to half uh, as now so uh, that that will create uh, some um, workers uh, the, to transfer to other sectors. And uh, I'm a little bit worried of this. What are, what are some uh, policy suggestions you can make to the government? At least in the short term, uh, they should provide new trainings to the workers and to some other uh, people who did the uh, repeatable jobs. Uh, if they, they lose re their jobs, the government should provide uh, uh, new trainings to help them to transfer to other sectors, such as uh, the trainings for house, uh, for, for the uh, careness of the old people and all the trainings uh, on some technological side and uh, these trainings so uh, will uh, get the transition to the uh, new phase uh, more smoothly thank you so much miss how for your time thank you